This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Ranger, that is! In the left field, hit number 3,000, a run is scored! Smith, corks one into right down the line, it may go! Go crazy, folks, go crazy! I pop off! The Cardinals won the pennant! The Cardinals won the pennant! The Cardinals won the pennant! Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss! The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team! What a ride! Hello, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Bowties and Bullshit, brought to you by uh, our good friends here, Two Birds on a Bat, as we have uh, extended the show into including numbers and actual rationale, if you would like to use that word. Um, Been doing this now for a few weeks, uh, judging by the responses and the uh, the numbers, you guys are enjoying this. I had a feeling people would. Numbers have become a part of the game, and the guys that uh, that we do the show with here enjoy that part of it, some more than others. Some like to take a look at numerous things that go into it, and that's really the view that we take here. Been, uh, been looking at particular free agents and also particular trade targets over the last, oh, I don't know, um, basically three, four weeks ever since the season uh, had come to a close for the Cardinals, looking at uh, a variety of reasons for the why and the why not of certain things, that's the best part of this whole deal is the conversations on the back and forth with people when you start trying to discuss you know, who you would, would, would sign or who you wouldn't sign or trade for. And that's really the fun part of this whole thing. So for today's show, what we've come up with is uh, we're going to have all three – uh, and then four, including myself, uh, we're going to give you our plan if we were GM for 24 hours. Um, we basically get to come in and run the Cardinals for 24 hours. Uh, we can do anything that's realistic. So no unrealistic uh, things here. I'm going to uh, I'm going to play Debbie Downer if anybody gets unrealistic um, and call them out. Uh, but at the end, each person, and then including myself, and I'll let Brendan Schaefer play Debbie Downer for me when I give you mine at the end. But basically what we're going to do is we're going to give you four plans, and then you can pick whose plan you like better. Uh, we'll do a three- or four-day poll, um, and we'll let each person maybe sell you on their plan with their social media outlets, however they want. Uh, it is a contest. There will be a prize at the end uh, involving some lunch at Adam Smokehouse, our good friends over on Watson Road. Uh, maybe we'll do the result show from, from Watson Road's Adam Smokehouse. Maybe have some barbecue and see who wins this uh, this little contest here. But um, I'm sure there could be some popularity to it as well. But that being said, it's going to be fun. And like I said, I, I you know we'll, we'll, we'll play reality world here too as well. And I want a full-blown um, thing here. It isn't just, oh, well, I'd sign Harper. No, what else? I mean, wh- what are we doing here? I mean, you got to fix the Cardinals, not just who would you sign or who would you do. 
how do you fix this roster? How do you basically the question today is how do we get back in the playoffs? How would you get us back in the playoffs? And I'm going to give you mine as well. So, uh, going to do that before we welcome in everybody's favorite Kyle Reese. Want to remind everybody that uh, we always come to you from the patio studios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinals baseball, and the show, as always, is brought to you by our good friend Randy Green over at InnovativeCompanies.com. Home of the four companies under one umbrella that can take care of all your needs, whether they be residential, commercial, or industrial. The construction team, the heating and cooling team, which, let me tell you something, the, I bet the heating team is busy at this at, at this juncture because it is starting to get downright cold, and it went in a hurry. Uh, the electric team and, of course, the new plumbing team up and running now as they take care of all, all just all ends of the spectrum for any business needs you might have. Remember that Randy's a 35-year uh, experience, second-generation craftsman, and more importantly, a man of his word. I would, uh, I would highly encourage you to give him any opportunity you could. Um, there's just something about the old school. When somebody shakes your hand, looks you in the eye, you know it's going to get done, and that's Randy Green with InnovativeCompanies.com. Well, you can find us. Uh, don't forget it, TwoBirdsOnABat.com. You can subscribe to the show there, which is free. Uh, simple to do. takes about 30 seconds. Do your Amazon shopping with Christmas coming up. That really helps us take care of our producers, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen. They do so much behind the scenes for us. Uh, social media, we'd love for you guys to check us out on Twitter, at Birds on a Bat Show. Uh, pretty simple, folks. If you're a Cardinals fan and you follow us, we're going to follow you back. Uh, we'd love for you guys to go to Facebook, type in Two Birds on a Bat. Once you find the page, we're going to ask you to like the page. Click invite your friends. Invite all your you can invite all your friends, or you can just go through and invite your friends that you know are Cardinal fans. We'd love to get them involved in the discussion as well. The show is out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays by 5 o'clock. The pinned post that comes out, we're going to ask you to like that post, throw a comment on it, and share it, and you're eligible to win some of the autograph memorabilia that we've been giving away. Um, so it's pretty easy to do. Uh, it doesn't have to be a long comment. Just It could be anything you want it to be, but like it, comment on it, and then share the post, and you're eligible for those wonderful prizes. Uh, you can also find us on uh, on Instagram, Two Birds on a Bat Show. We are part of the the, the lineup at lineupmedia.fm, home of Yo Radio, the newest streaming platform. The new version is available. It's up, running. It's fantastic. You guys will love it. Uh, speaking of my wonderful producers, uh, Andrew Allen is with me today, and he spends tireless hours making sure that the content on uh, on Yo Radio continues to evolve. Uh, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on it, and I know you guys will love it. It is free. Uh, check it out on your mobile device. Download it from the App Store um, while it is free and uh, enjoy it. Leave them a review. They would greatly appreciate it. Okay. Um, want to uh, want to take a second here uh, and think about this as before I head to Kyle Reese. There is lunch on the line here at Adam Smokehouse, and I'm thinking about that tri-tip sandwich or the, I loved the rib, the pulled rib sandwich. So I could go either one as, as Andrew's salivating over there. And, and believe, Andrew, when I win this thing, I'm taking you with me to the top because I think my plan has got to win. I know my man Mike over at Adam Smokehouse is going to take care of me. Um, we're going there. They do deliver now. They're not going to deliver over here at Illinois to me, but they do deliver, and they are open till 7 on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I don't know. Maybe it, it may have to be a dinner because these guys – have real jobs, so, um, and when it comes to a real job, nobody's working harder right now than Kyle Reese. Let's welcome him in as we welcome him into the GM's chair for 24 hours. What do you say, my man? Hello, sir. How are you? Well, I'm doing okay. I hope you are feeling better. Um, I know uh, <laughs> your your concussion is becoming legendary throughout the social media <laughs> land. 
But um, I do hope you're feeling better, staying hydrated, uh, all that good jazz. So, um, Yeah, I've got about 700,000 milligrams of uh, Excedrin in me over the last week, last 10, 11 days. Uh, so, yeah, it's a disaster, but thanks for thanks for being concerned. Well, um, hopefully you're in your uh, right mind as, as much as you yeah. can be to take over the chair, to take over Mo's chair for 24 hours. You have, you have well, well, you basically have 15 minutes uh, on this show to convince people that in the 24 hours that you sit in Mo's chair that you can get your plan done, and your plan has to be realistic, and it has to get us back into the playoffs. And when I mean back into playoffs, none of this maybe. We, we, it's got to get us back in. It's got to get the Cardinals back where they belong. So you've basically, like I said, got about 15 minutes or so, 20 maybe, to be realistic. Uh, if you're unrealistic, I'm going to call you out. Uh, Brendan Schaefer yeah. will get to call me out later when I give my fourth plan. And then <laughs> at the end of the show, once the show is up, uh, we will do a poll. And, you know, it'll be yourself, uh, Brendan Schaefer, Mo's Algorithm, and me, all with a plan. And we're going to let the the listeners vote whose plan they like better to fix the St. Louis Cardinals. So... As you hop into Mo's chair for 24 hours, how about you give me a list of what you're going to do to fix the St. Louis Cardinals? Real fast, before we get into that, can you imagine like how hard it would be to get anything done in 24 hours well, if you were to take over? Well, you know, I no, I, I know that that's part of it, but just like it's something that I don't really think about because it's such a fun conversation to have. Like, I had that job for 24 hours. You know, what could I do? And I just think if you really did take over for 24 hours can you imagine it would take you 24 hours to go through your independent scouting reports on your own major leaguers like the people that you've seen every day like it's it's just incredible like when you really put it into context exactly how much work like you'd have to do in 24 hours before you could even begin to start making moves and i don't know it's just something that came to my mind of kind of give it context but i know that we're putting all of that aside well um and think about this you know in our professionalism we've been looking at this roster for how long we have some idea who the moving pieces from our end could be we have some idea based on targets what is what is a fit and what probably isn't now do we get a something out of nowhere out of blue moon every well sure we could but you know, for the context of this, I, I think it's, I think we, I don't know how different we're all going to be on this. I don't know that we'll all be drastically different, but that being yeah. said, it will be interesting to see where we go from here. So, um, uh, I'm going to put you on it, it, like, and you are correct, by the way, let, let me just say that it would be <laughs> the word overwhelming doesn't even come to mind. It's some word. I don't even know how to, to, to say is probably uh-huh. the correct word. So, um, but that's it, bud. This is all we get. We get 24 hours. We're on the hot seat. You are first. So how does Kyle Reese fix the St. Louis Cardinals? What does he do top to bottom to get us back in the playoffs? Yeah, I guess the first thing that I do is I call around. Uh, I'm on the phone crazy trying to figure out if anyone at all will eat Dexter Fowler's contract. And uh, that's step one. That, I mean, for real, like the, I would just I would spend the entire first half of the day trying to figure out exactly who would take his contract. And what I would have to give in order for some team to take all of it or half of it. So, so what would you do to move that, him? Could, so, hang on. So, what would you do to move him? Are you are you telling me you would eat up to half the contract to move him? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I'd eat up okay. half the contract and send a prospect somewhere if if I could get the M's to take that deal. I honestly, I'd, I'd probably 
give us like a mid-level prospect. I'd probably give someone like Randy Rosarena, who's probably a top ten prospect in the organization, along with Dexter Fowler, for someone to eat anywhere from you know fifty to sixty-five percent of that contract if, if okay. applicable. Okay. All the right. Good, the good thing about that, yeah, the good thing about that is then you still have, and I would I would not give Tyler O'Neill, not in that circumstance. I would hold on to Tyler O'Neill, and then that way, if you can't do part two of this, uh, you have Tyler O'Neill and Jose Martinez to a lesser degree to deal with in right field. Now, of course, part two is since I've already I've just traded Dexter Fowler. Uh, I I'm I'm calling Bryce Harper. I'm calling Scott Boris, and I'm saying, look, if we can get this thing done for ten years, three hundred eighty million. Uh, we'll do it. And when they say no, I'll say 10 years, 40, 400 million. And then, then you do it. And then you do it. And then you do it. And it's good and beautiful. And uh, you freed up space and contract and blah, 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 all that stuff. Is so 400 that million your threshold? Honestly, it's like if I'm Mo, my, my threshold is 350. But my threshold is 400 because I'm a monster. Okay, so not 410, 400. Yeah, 400. And the, my okay. thinking there is, like, ideally, I, and you were talking about, we talked about this last week, about going piece by piece. Like, ideally, I wouldn't go 375, but I would push it if I had to to 400. Like, those okay. are the pennies that I would go. Okay. But 400 would be the ultimate cap just because okay. it's 20, you know, 25 mil more. Okay. So you've signed Harper. So you've traded Fowler. Uh, you've eaten some salary. Uh, you've even added a prospect to get rid of him. You've now signed Bryce Harper for $400 million. Anything else? Uh, then my next step would be getting underneath, getting out from underneath the jet, not underneath, that's not fair, but uh, I'd try to move that jet jerko contract. I would find, even if it meant I got like a prospect back uh, that was low level and probably couldn't do very much. Uh, again, I don't know what jet jerko's market is, but I think it's, it's more than I'm potentially leading on. You know, I think it's solid, but I would move jet jerko. And, uh, you know, at that point you have 8 million free for this year and that frees you up for 13 million next year. And you freed up move money from Dexter Fowler, and I would sign Josh Donaldson to a three-year contract for right around, I'll just say, you know, 75 mil. Okay, so you're going to give him 25 for three years? Yep. And also, you know, that one would be clever because you'd probably have to give him a one-year opt-out uh, and, you know, maybe sure. a fourth-year option, a team option with a buyout or something like okay. that. And I think I definitely think about doing that. And then yeah. – uh, I would try to trade Jose Martinez for whatever left-handed reliever I could get. Okay, so you're trading Jose Martinez for a lefty. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'd probably try on a couple bow ties. Um, you know, maybe a <laughs> scarf. I've, n I've never worn a scarf, uh, but I've never worn a bow tie either, and maybe that's just what I do. Maybe that's how I end my day. Maybe I do that as I'm calling... Scott Boris. I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably defile the office, to be honest. I'd probably do weird, mean things, just weird things that I probably shouldn't go into any more detail about inside of that office. So um, so you would channel your inner Mo by wearing a scarf or a bow tie to work that day. You would have yes. uh, a bottle of Woodford probably on your desk. I'd be so hammered. And, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, if anybody's seen Moneyball, they've seen how fast Brad Pitt was moving guys, right? I mean... Yeah. He, he traded Carlos Pena in like five minutes, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Joey, De <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, Joe DePoto pretty well trades everyone at any given moment. So I, it might be possible to get all this done in 24 hours. Well, this is an interesting um, thing you've got going here. Um, I, I, I have a feeling that some of the stuff that we're all going to do is going to be alike. Now, so I have to, uh, I, I have to do the, the – 
the checks and balances here on you. Uh, I will tell you that um, I, I'm going to allow the, the fowler because you're willing to eat half and add a prospect. Are you, to, to further that, are you, are you planning on getting anything back since you're willing to eat half and add a prospect? Or are you, is this, are you simply, uh, when it comes to fowler, when it comes to Jerko, is this a just simply addition by subtraction? You know, I, it would, I would try to shop Jerko for whatever the best prospect I could get for a team that would eat all of his contracts. You know, whatever the Cardinals has left. Again, it's $8 million for paid by the Cardinals this year, $13 million paid by the Cardinals next year. And I, I do think a team would take all of that contract. And I think that they would probably give a mid-level prospect, you know, someone like uh, Max Schrock or, or uh, Jairo Munoz, like a, pl- a player like that. Like, I do think it's feasible to think that you could trade Jed Jerko and get a player like that who just isn't as far along in their development, maybe an A-level player instead of Gyro or Schrock that were at double-A when the Cardinals acquired him, them for Piscotti. Uh, with, with Fowler, uh, I would, you'd have to do that like Raider Ascanio thing, where just like last year or two years ago, when the Cardinals traded Mike Leak to the Mariners, uh, you know, they traded half of that, they ate half of that salary, gave him Mike Leak, and got uh, a minor league depth shortstop that maybe could have turned into a defense first, Pete Cosma type at the major league. Like, you know, maybe you go deeper and you can find someone simpler to John Torres, who's 17 or 18 years old. Like, maybe you get, like, a flyer in the deal if you're willing to take 65 uh, instead of 50 million, of, or 50% of the contract. You're willing to take 65 of what's left. You know, maybe you get a higher upside prospect. Uh, but, yeah, I, it would just be, I mean, more than likely, it would be hope that they, could t- that they would take 50% of the contract and you'd give them Fowler. And uh, Fowler would, I guess that's the other thing, is, I, you'd have to convince Dexter Fowler to take to take his no trade clause off the damn table, which is another thing that almost makes all of this unrealistic. Uh, if you say that, well, we're going to sign Bryce Harper later, I'm sure he does it. Uh, but yeah, then you get some like mid-level, like low-level, maybe not even a prospect minor leaguer uh, for Fowler in the deal. Yeah, I think the whole Fowler thing, and that's part of my, you know, and I'll just let the cat out of the bag. Moving him for whatever you have to do is part of my deal as well. Um, I think uh, I, I, I will say I don't know that it's going to be able to just be any team. It's probably going to have to be a nice team or team setting type thing. Um, you may have to ask him, say, hey, you know, where would you go? Look, you're not going to play here. You want to sit the bench all these years? Is that what you want to do? Or do you want to go somewhere and play? Why don't you give us a list of some teams that you would wave for? Uh, we'll see what we can do. That we'll start there, and then if we can't get any of those teams to take you, then we'll have to come back to you. The thing that he, yeah. the thing that he holds in this, and and well, I'm going to wait until my plan because I want I want people to okay. vote for mine. But and you'll have to listen. I know you'll listen, but um, uh, but I, I like I like your deal. I think everything's realistic. Um, uh, four hundred million. Uh, move Jerko and and get back the best prospect you can, Donaldson. Three years, twenty-five million, and you are going to trade Jose Martinez. That is the chip that you're going to use to go out and get a. It, so you view Martinez as the 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 type of player that can bring back the good left-handed pitcher that we really need for the bullpen. I view him as a type of person because of how inexpensive he is, and if you can match up with a you know a team in the American League in particular. Although I don't think his value is completely limited to the American League. I just think it's diminished if you're going to try to move him into the National League. Uh, I, I do think he's the type of guy that you could get a lefty from. I, again, if you're, if you're going to move him to the National League, I do think that there's – I mean, you could get – I believe, I believe, could be wrong here, 
But as a corner outfielder, you could probably get someone, you know, like Tony Watson for him, I would think. And again, that's a huge cost-effective kind of thing where Jose Martinez doesn't make any money, but neither does Watson, but you only get Watson for one year. Like, that's the kind of thing that I view as a possibility, again, because of the one year of Watson. I think that that changes the dynamic. Uh, but you're not going to get, like, again, everybody brings up uh, 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 Taylor Rogers from Minnesota. Like, you're not going to get Rogers for, for uh, Mr. Martinez. That's just, that's just not going to happen. He's too talented, too young, too many years of control. But something like something mid-level, like I said, Watson, maybe not Smith, because Smith is better than Watson more than likely. Uh, I, I, you know, maybe one of those two, something like that. I think I definitely think could get done, especially because those guys are only under contract for one more year, and that is a move that I would make. Okay, well, I think um, I think you've put together a pretty good plan here. Uh, any, you know, I'm, I I got to tell you though, um, I I am I am shocked beyond belief that there's not some sort of gimmicky day you're going to throw in at the stadium to increase. <laughs> Uh, uh, there you go. Okay, so there you go. I'm gonna throw the I'm gonna throw the curveball here. You get to add one thing to the concession stand at the at the park. What's it gonna be? Oh Jesus! I, what, we, what we would do is every Tuesday or every Thursday during the day game would be prospect after dark day. Oh no! And uh, yeah, yeah, you it would just be uh, a cocktail for fifteen dollars because you know inflation. Uh, a cocktail for fifteen dollars. That is. Part four loco, part some like terrible tasting bourbon. We'll, we'll say like uh, uh, I don't even know <laughs> something terrible. Uh, you know the low end, like the stuff that's hiding behind the stuff at the on the bottom shelf, and uh, and then uh, you know uh, Excedrin to help with the concussion and the hangover you're going to have afterwards. Yeah, old prospector, the stuff Yosemite Sam drank. That's what you're going to add to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it exactly. I love that. All right. Well, I tell you what. This is a, a quality plan here. Um, you will be official plan. Uh, you will be number one coming out of the box. So you get that uh, right out of the gate. There, your plan number one. Uh, you will be able to promote it and and use any avenue that you feel yeah. comfortable with to get your fans or or anybody that just listens to the show that. Wants to seriously pick which plan he thinks is the best, although I think this will wind up being a popularity contest, but uh, but who knows. Uh-huh. But very well thought out. I don't have any issues with anything you've done here. You've basically um, you've went out and spent about $65 million in free agency um, a year. See, everybody's concerned about the length of the contracts. you got to remember. you got to look at the team's budget by year. So yeah. you've, aver- you, you, you've spent sixty five. Uh, you're looking to get rid of, um, just doing a quick analysis here, since the Cardinals are only on the hook for, what is it, $8 million a Jerko. Um, you're going to eat half hey, a Fowler, so that's let, – let's just call it you're going to eat – you're going you're gonna, to – and with Martinez, let's just say you're going to get rid of about $18 million. Yeah. So you've added $65. let us just call it 20 So you've upped the payroll $45 million. Um, I mean, I think that's doable. Uh, yeah, which that puts the payroll right, you know, after arbitration numbers, that puts payroll right at about, you know, 180, 185, which would, I mean, the Cardinals, if things got weird, I do believe that they would get close to, you know, it still puts them in that little happy range of 7 to 13. Well, you know, we'll say 5 to five to 9 in terms of who's spending the most in Major League Baseball. So it's still proportionate spending to the money they're taking in. 
there's no yeah they're not in the luxury cap range there um i think that's um i i i you know i i'm not quite sure how much different uh your and my plan is going to be to be quite frank um but we shall see we shall see yeah no, I want to say real fast, if I was a fan or a person listening to this particular uh, podcast as we're talking, and I just heard the plan that I laid out, I, I would be very critical of it because I would, you know, what I would think is I don't think there's any way that, uh, that Mr. Boris would settle for a $400 million contract for Bryce Harper until he absolutely was 100% sure that, uh, that he couldn't get more. And I think, I do think that the Harper, we, we keep focusing on the winter meeting, but I can't help but think that unless somebody blows him away, that that's going to, that might be a contract that goes on for a while. Uh, and you know, that would slow down the market or whatever. Uh, but I, like, that's the one thing in particular that I would think. And also it's probably unrealistic to think that any team is going to take any of Dexter Fowler's contract. I just coming off of the injury and everything. I don't think any team is going to take that contract, but if the opportunity presents itself, you bet like I said, you'd bet that first X amount of hours in the morning I would spend talking to every GM I could about trying to move it. So, uh, again, just like trying to be critical of my own thing. Like uh, if I was listening and I just heard some concussed bourbon-addled 30-year-old, 32-year-old talk about what he just said, then those are the points that I would be critical of. Well, um, they're going to hear a 48-year-old come, come <laughs> fresh off Taco Tuesday. Uh, spew out just, just stuff just as bad. So don't you worry. You're, we can all criticize our own plans. So don't you worry. Jackpot. Yeah. All right, my friend. Well, I appreciate it. Tell our listeners how they can follow you on your uh, platforms. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at kyler four one six. I write for Birds on the Black. If I can, I am going to try to write about this this particular plan. But I'm working twelve hour days uh, because of the weather here in St. Louis. And uh, follow me at Birds on the Black. Our organizational rankings, ranking each position, starts on Black Friday, so a week from Friday. Uh, I'm really excited about that. I put in a lot of work. There's a lot of media. It's beautiful. You guys are going to love it. And uh, we'll do prospects after dark as long as the weather holds off on uh, Sunday. Again, we had 10,000 views last week, and uh, uh, it had about twice as many views as the Q&A with John Mazalak. So come on, party. The water, uh, water's warm. Well, uh, I will say this. I think you'll have time tomorrow. I'm not quite sure you're going to be working tomorrow, but that's just me. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they already told us They already told us 12 hours. So, But, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> 12 hours in the snow. Let's get it. All right, buddy. Hey, listen. Yeah. Um, thanks, for, thanks for doing this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I wish you luck in your endeavors trying to win the first ever GM Challenge here on Bowties and Bullshit. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Good luck to you, too. All right, see you, buddy. Bye-bye. That is Kyle Reese. Uh, enjoy him on Prospects After Dark. Enjoy anything he writes and, and just his general overall approach to the whole thing. Uh, what I think I like best is, you know, he truly, I think, embodies what this all should be. He's just having a good time. And I, what I love about him is he really doesn't care if you don't like it. I mean, that's I think it's great. I, you, know, he, he's, you know, he's going to be fun and passionate, yet I don't think – and I could be wrong. Maybe at some time or another he's flown off the handle. But the truth of the matter is he doesn't care. I love it. I think it's great. Um, going to uh, going to welcome in now everybody's favorite, uh, the one that really will put the number spin on this for sure. Um, you know, this is this isn't called bow ties and bullshit, uh, where analytics meet the eye test for for any other reason other than if you're going to look at analytics and eye test together. I think uh, Mo's algorithm does it quite well. So let's welcome him in and see what he's going to do when he's GM for the day. What do you say, Mo's? 
Hey Jim, how are you doing this week? Well, let me uh, let me lay out the, the the plan for you, the rules, so to speak. Okay, you are GM for twenty four hours. You get to take over Mo's spot. Um, as our friend Kyle Reese pointed out, twenty four hours is is quite a daunting task. But we do it knowing that we've been researching this. We know who the players are. We know who uh, who the targets are. We know what we would do. And I'm just simply here to uh, lay any reality on you if you try to, let's say, step out of bounds with things that really are almost uh, no way. So, I mean, most of this is probably no way anyway. But if anything gets too cuckoo, I will call you on it. Uh, And then Brendan Schaefer will get to call me on my plan at the end. Uh, We'll have four plans by the end of the show. There will be a poll. Uh, You, sir, are in the two slot, so you'll be plan number two. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for everything you would do in a 24-hour period to get the Cardinals back to prominence. I don't. I, I'm not talking about shooting for 90 wins in a wild card here. I'm talking about you're going to put a team together that when you do it, uh, when you when you step on the field for for spring training, none of this bullshit. What you're telling the fans, you believe that you put a team together that should win the division. So, um, what are you going to do uh, as you hit the seat? Okay. Uh, my first question would be: Is there is there payroll constraints? Like where where are we? It's got to be realistic. So I, I'm, okay. I'm going to ask you to be realistic. Um, I, I you know so, if, if if I feel like you're like look I even though and, and let and the reason I think I'm a good judge on this is because I've said a hundred times they've got money. They do have money. Now I also believe that smart business will say okay we spent 160 something million last year. I, I would say they could spend more, especially for the right player, and especially considering they were willing to do so last year. So you don't have to be a rocket scientist to have an idea of what I think realistic is. Okay, so right now they're at $135 million, uh, based on arbitration projections and all that. I'm going to add about $50 million, so that puts us at $185 million. So that'll probably put them in the top, that'll probably put them in the top six or seven next you year, You and right? Kyle both. So uh, I would say you're realistic. So, all right. Okay, I, I wanted to try and keep this as, as, as less crazy as possible. No, nope, you're All right, good. So the, the, the first thing I'm going to do is obviously, hopefully everyone says this, they're signing Bryce Harper. Okay, so you're going you're gonna to sign him right out of the gate. And what is your um, – I mean, you, I got him at 10 years, $370 million. 370 Now, the, the real question on the 370 is this. Uh, is that your choke point? Or, you know, I mean, I, I, got, a, uh, I got a max from Kyle – so um, you'll have to, I guess, if, if you really want to be considered your plan, I mean, what's your choke point for him? Probably like 399 Okay, so you're – okay, I like it. We got a little prices right going here. This is good. Okay, so <laughs> 399 that, okay. That, four, all right. that 400 number is scary. Okay, all right, all right. So you're going to sign Harper. All right. Yep. Okay. Uh, my next uh, task would be to trade Luke Weaver. Uh, for Will Smith of the Giants and his $4.1 million in arbitration. Okay. Uh, my next task would be to sign Zach Britton to a three-year $36 million deal. Okay. My goal with that is to have Britton and Hicks on the ninth inning, and you can use whatever you need depending on what hand is coming up. Okay. Uh, I got five tasks here. My fourth task would be to trade Jose Martinez and Brett Cecil and his contract to the Chicago White Sox for Nate Jones and his contract. Okay. We'd be saving about $3 million in 2019 with that situation. Okay. My final one is the, is the stretch goal. It's the tough one. It's probably the hardest to do, in my opinion. Uh, trading Austin Gomber, Carson Kelly, Daniel Ponce de Leon, 
to the Seattle Mariners for Gene Segura and $20 million. Okay, so, and 20 so they're going to give you $20 million. Yeah, it's going to cover like $5 million for the next four years. Yeah, um, I'm pulling up Segura's contract right now. Okay, so, um, as I look at this, all right, I have, I, I think, okay, so um, I'm going to say uh, everything you've said here is realistic. I don't have one issue with anything you, you've, you've put down here. Um, again, and my job here as mediator for you guys is not to poo-poo whether I agree or disagree. It's basically reality. Um, I don't see any trade you would make here being unrealistic. Um, you know, obviously as a, the fan in me wonders, you know, I, I just don't know why they would trade Nate Jones and take back Cecil. Um, I, you know, I, I, I mean, you want to, you want to give your reasoning for why you think that's a realistic trade? Sure. So Nate Jones is coming off a pretty, uh, not so great year himself. Uh, and they are in desperate need of a DH. So, and they're, they're, you know, rather than signing an expensive guy like Nelson Cruz, who's 38 years old, I think they look at a cost-controlled asset like Jose Martinez, and they're willing to swallow a little bit of that Brett Cecil contract because it's not that much different than Nate Jones. Uh, Cecil's got two years and $15 million. Nate Jones has actually three more years of control. His, uh, his salary starts to escalate after this year, but both years have, have team options. So you have him when you, when you want him if you're the Cardinals. So, uh, yeah, the White Sox would be taking on a little bit uh, of salary, a little, a fractional amount of salary with Brett Diesel. Uh, but they'd also be getting that DH, that cost-controlled DH they're kind of looking for. Uh, I think Jose Martinez would kind of fit in with the culture of that team as well. So uh, Nate Jones is also kind of older. You know, he's like 34. So it's it's not anything that they would be, you know, too upset over, I don't think. What um, what about Nate Jones makes you believe he's worth a roster spot? I mean, what, like, I, I know he hasn't, like, he's had some good years, but, I mean, he wasn't very good at all last year. So what, um, what so, about him makes you believe he's capable of a bounce back to where he needs to be? He was dealing with some injury issues within the last year, and I think that was causing some of the problems. If you look at his underlying stats, he's doing a little better than his surface stuff. Uh, so I still think there's something there. And to get out from underneath of the Brett Cecil contract and free up uh, roster space uh, for a guy like Britton and Will Smith uh, rather than just cutting him loose, like you don't need Jose Martinez. So if there's a way you can package that together, you know, to make it work and make your, your, your salary as well as roster availability look better, I think that helps clean up the roster. Okay. Um, I will um... – I'm going to double-check your trade. Gomber, Kelly, and Ponce de Leon for Segura. Correct. You feel that's – I mean, I, I will I will um, throw it back to you, Counselor. You truly believe that that's a trade that they would entertain? I think that's a lot, honestly. I do. I think that's a lot to give up. So uh, with the direction the Mariners are headed, I think that makes a lot of sense for them. Can you um, – to make your case – um, can you think of, uh, if Gene Segura is, if we are to believe that he is available, can you think of, um, I mean, I guess for lack of a better way to ask you to to grade your own trade, do you think that's the best offer they can get for him? 
Uh, I think it's probably pretty close. I think the sticky part in this trade is not necessarily the players. It's the $20 million I asked for. I think that will be the, the tipping point in those trade talks. But the players involved, I mean, that gives them a starting left-handed pitcher, uh, a future catcher, you know, and, and a, a decent bullpen piece for a guy that they're, you know, is not part of what they're going to try and do in the future. So, okay. uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell with a lot of these things because you don't know what exactly they would be looking for um, specifically. Um, you know, they may want Tyler O'Neill back for all I know. Um, but I feel like this, this really uh, gives them a lot of pieces to work around in their future. Okay, so in closing, <clears throat> pretty, pretty simple for you. Um, you've signed Bryce Harper. He moves into right field. Um, you've yep. traded you've, – well, you, you, you've offered Luke Weaver for Will Smith, and we are under – and we believe that that's a trade that they would make. Um, let me ask you a question just for uh, – well, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let it let it lie um, because it's not my job to uh, decide. It's only my job to say if I think that's realistic. And I do think that's realistic. I, I think Luke Weaver is still a young asset that has shown that he can pitch in the big leagues, especially in a starting role. Um, I don't know that you can ever have enough of those guys, and I am sure San Francisco could use one. Um, Zach Britton, uh, I didn't see that one coming from you, okay, but that that's who you're going to sign. Uh, in, in Austin Gumber. Okay, so um, this looks good. I, I don't see any issues with this. Um, as I mentioned, you will be uh, you will be plan number two. Um, I'm probably going to reach out to all you guys after the show and say, you know, should we do a full seven day? Uh, um, we'll do like a six day uh, Twitter poll. That way, we have a whole week for you to sell your plan to your listeners. Um, as it'll be as much, I'm sure, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, it'll probably be as much a popularity contest and who can get votes through their different platforms. You do quite well, I think, with social media, so you should be a handful to deal with on that. But um, I think this is a well-thought-out plan. So I asked, uh, I, I got to ask you, as I asked Kyle in closing, so you are still GM for the day. That also means if you're basically Mo, you can basically almost do whatever you want. Is there one odd thing that you would do? To the St. Louis Cardinals, if you were in there for 24 hours, uh, well, I didn't really think about that. Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. No, nothing, I, nothing too I mean, crazy. I mean, Kyle's bringing going to have uh, basically going to bring uh, um, jungle juice days to the day games. I mean, it's going to be a mixture oh. of yeah, it's going to be a mixture of bourbon and four loco and. Just all the good stuff that you throw in a cooler when you when you hit the golf course and or when you when you have people over and you just throw it all in a big a big igloo and mix it together and drink it the the cheapest bourbon he can find in some four loco and it's going to be a, a fun day at the ballpark for day games for Kyle Reese that's what he's going to implement so you got yeah, no, you Kyle's got nothing? got a lot Kyle's got a lot bigger imagination than I do apparently <laughs> I can't believe you wouldn't add like a like a I mean, of all the theme days, how are you not going to bring? I, like, I really like. Can can I do yours for you? Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's it, it, it's 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 uh it's it's I don't know. We could call it uh, Geek Squad Thursdays. Okay. It'll be every stat will be not the traditional stats. It'll be. I mean, when you see a guy's name up on the board, it's going to be all of the underlying stats. It will be none of the batting average. 
uh, home. It is going to be all the good stuff. And then we're going to teach people. That. We're going to yeah. teach people, right? And it's going to be a whole game explaining what the stats are and how they work. And I think that would be an ticket, awesome day. Ticket sales are going to suck for that game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that they would, to be quite frank. I think this this is here to stay. I think people are intrigued. I think people are interested. I think it it, it has changed the way people look at it. It's certainly changed the way I've looked at it. I mean, I'm not – and look at me, and, and you know this. We've had a ton of conversations about this. I'm not like that guy that – like just because I see something, I'm not going to go, well, it, that's it. I, I, I don't believe that. I think I, I – I think there's more to that story, and I think you're that way to some degree. I, I, you know, maybe not on some things, but I think you're a realistic guy when it comes to numbers. It says, listen, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and look at a, the back of a baseball card and tell you that this guy is exactly this. There's a reason for some of this stuff within reason, and you know, I mean, we talk about defensive metrics all the time, and and how you know there's there's a part to it, but some of it's flawed. You sometimes have to use common sense and use what you see and use what you know. Um, I thought Mo did an excellent job of that on Camel X the other day talking about Yadier Molina and his value to a team that will never show up in a stat column. Um, and sure, just, yeah. I thought he did a great job of explaining that. Uh, you know, just things like that. Um, I have probably fairly and unfairly at times um, criticized numbers, and as I say again, fairly and unfairly. Um, I, I do believe that there's value there. I 100% know from experience there's definite value in the training aspect of using analytics in training. I, I know that. Um, mm-hmm. I also understand that everything, all you can do is predict and, and go by what you've seen and what you know, and you try to, to best guess what a guy's going to do. Um, it's just some of the stuff I don't think always adds up, and that should tell you. As I've said a hundred times, when you see a stat that makes zero sense to you, and just it, it ought to tell you right there, you know that something's wrong. If you ever needed, yeah. if you ever needed to to question it and understand that it is flawed to some degree, just look at what some of the stats have told us in the past. So yeah, like Bryce Harper being one of the worst outfielders in baseball. Yeah, like whatever. That's right. That's that, okay. that right there is an exact example of what I'm talking about. If you've ever watched him play, he's not the worst outfielder in baseball. I mean, he's just not. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, don't judge a book by its cover is another good one, especially with Bryce Harper. I mean, you know, he one time, you know, and Manny Machado to some degree too. I mean, it's just ama- – I'm going to say this and because and, I know you don't – it just blows me away how Manny Machado has become a non-option. I mean – Okay, can I, can I get like 30 seconds on this? Because I, I brought it up in a group chat yesterday. You can. And I'm saying the same thing. You can because I'm going to give you my analogy. It, I'm, you're going to hear my analogy when I give my thing. So if you want to, you go right ahead. Oh, okay. So I did bring this up in one of our group chats yesterday. I, it, I even said it is mind-blowing to me that Manny Machado is being discussed not whatsoever when it comes to the St. Louis Cardinals. Like, I get it. I sold Bryce Harper. The fan base wants Bryce Harper. A lot of the media wants Bryce Harper. But let's be honest. It's not like Manny Machado doesn't make sense, you know? So this is fascinating to me that the front office doesn't really talk about it, that the media is not talking about it. Like, this is still a very, very, very good player who's got some – mental flaws i guess you could say but my goodness i can't believe uh, it's 
it's shocking to me that he hasn't been brought up at all in relation to the Cardinals. Even under the presence that, yeah, he may not want to come to St. Louis, fine. But not even being discussed as like we're attacking this or the Cardinals should attack the Machado camp is really crazy to me. Well, um, uh, well, and I know you'll listen to the show. When you listen, you can hear my comments on it. I mean, they're probably going to – they won't be exactly like yours, but they're going to echo the same sentiment. And, and I used this analogy in the office the other day, and it was kind of – people kind of got a kick out of it, so – um, you know, I, I'll, I'll save it for my bit because I do have a plan as well and I, I'm going to need votes. So obviously I'm going to try to try to spin for some votes here, but, um, but I think your plan is, uh, realistic. I think your plan is, is a good one, uh, but we're going to see what the listeners have to say. So it'll be up to you, my friend, to sell your plan to our listeners. If it hasn't sold itself, uh, for that, uh, purpose and others, uh, where can our listeners find you? Uh, on Facebook at MOZ algorithm. And on Twitter at moz underscore algorithm. Well, good stuff as always. Um, I look forward to. Uh, uh, I'm going to ask each uh, each contributor to give uh, an analysis of everybody's plan, um, and uh, so you can listen to everybody's and you can poo poo it or say that's a good one. Whatever you want to do, we'll have some fun with it on social media. We hope our listeners follow along. Thanks for uh, being with us, and I will chat with you next week, my friend. All right. See you later, Jim. All right. That's Mo's algorithm. And again, another good plan. Um, uh, I, I anticipated some of this stuff just from conversations that we had had. The Zach Britton thing came out of nowhere for me with him. But um, I, I, I mean, it, it's realistic. I think that's a, I, I think that's a very fair number. Um, I think that's probably what he'll get from somebody. Um, I just didn't expect that to come from Mo. So good stuff as always. And uh, we shall see. All right. Let's welcome in. Um, the uh, the young writer that I'm enjoying my com- my back and forth with um, I'm going to task him with being the reality judge when I give my plan last so uh, let's get to him now uh, everybody welcome in Brendan Schaefer what do you say my man hey how are we doing today well um, for uh, for the show you are plan number three um, you will be able to use any platform you have available to you over the next week um, I was talking to the guys I. I'm thinking we'll do a, a, a poll, whether it be three days, four days. Maybe we'll just do a week, and then we'll just give it everybody a week to sell their plan uh, before next Wednesday show. Um, but you will have every opportunity to use any platform you have, writing, your, your you know, Periscope, social, uh, Twitter, to put a, put a, basically put a campaign together to try to win the contest. Um, we are going to get some Adam Smokehouse going here. I know for you I might have to send it to you, but we're going to figure out a way to get some Adam Smokehouse in somebody's belly for winning this contest. So um, that being said, I'm going to let you hop in Mo's chair for 24 hours. Um, realistic, I will, if I have to reel you in because I think you're being unrealistic, I will. Um, I have not with the first two. I don't suspect I'm going to have to with you either. But then you will be tasked with being the realistic judge for me. So I'm going to let you go first, my friend, and uh, – Tell us what your first order of business is as GM for the St. Louis Cardinals for 24 hours. And mind you, I'm asking you to get us back in the playoffs, not 90 wins, not fight for a wild card spot. We got to get back in the playoffs. We got to we got to show up in Jupiter, th- knowing that we put a team together that should win the division. Okay. Well, my first order of business is going to be to make uh, make Bryce Harper my, Bryce Harper an offer that he cannot refuse. Okay. Um, you know, you, you look at where the Cardinals' payroll is 
kind of estimating with arbitration costs, maybe in that 130 something million range potentially. Um, you know, you've got you, the Cardinals aren't going near the luxury tax, which is the 206 million, but you can sign Bryce Harper and then some with, without that really becoming a concern. Okay. He's the the biggest fish out there. I'm and, and and you know I'm not going to pay him 500 million. Um, you know you have to stop at some point and, and recognize uh, where where too much is too much. But if if I can get this done for you know 400 million dollars, I, I I'm not out of the the running at that point. Is that your choke point? Um, I've asked the choke like the other two guys have yeah. both signed Harper and I've gotten their choke point. 400 million is yours. Yeah, you know, and I, and I assume we're probably talking like ten a ten year range. Maybe sure. if it's like a twelve year range, you're, you're you know if you're at that high of a, a value. I mean, forty million a year AAV is a lot, but that that, that could be what we're looking at. So it's okay. kind of hard to to gauge that. But I, I think that's I think that's going to be kind of my my starting point. But but the number that it ends up being is kind of dependent on on what my next move would be so okay. it makes it a little bit tough but if i'm if i'm going to assume it's in that upper 300s to, to to 400 million neighborhood that puts the cardinals payroll around 170 million or something like that okay and so you, you you're not probably going to sign a, a donaldson at that point uh but i would like to what i'd like to do is in you know if i'm only the, in the chair for 24 hours i couldn't do it this way but if I am able to kind of kind of wait Donaldson out, because a lot of what we've been hearing is, and I don't know how much I buy into this, but the idea that Donaldson is going to have to take a pillow contract, he's not going to be able to get, you know, the, the, the four years or maybe even the three years that he would want. If that's the case for Donaldson, and I can wait this thing out a little bit, then he would end up being my, my choice. And I don't really have to worry as much about uh, the, the money with Dexter Fowler because I can make those my two big moves of the, the offseason. And then I look at the lineup, and I posted a tweet about this a few weeks ago, just kind of spitballing, of what adding Harper and Donaldson to the middle of that lineup would do. I feel like you're strong already up the middle with Yadier Molina behind the plate, Wong at second, DeYoung at short, and, and Harrison Bader up the middle, uh, certainly defensively. And then you look at what the corners would look like offensively with Carpenter, Donaldson at third, Harper in right field. And what I expect to be a better season from Ozuna in left field uh, than he had offensively last year. I think that's, that's maybe the best lineup in the national league. You could have some arguments and there are going to be other teams that are going to make moves, but that would really put the Cardinals uh, in the conversation. You're, you're, you're taking a chance on Donaldson being healthy. Um, but if you're doing it for one year, it's not that big of a chance. If you're doing it for two years, I, Two years, you know, we talked the other week, three years and 70 is what we were kind of saying. Uh, if you sign Harper, I don't know how realistic that is. I can I can admit that from the top. But if you can get him for two and 40-something in that range, I don't think that's totally outside the, the realm of possibility uh, because I think the offense would be so good, and I would have to trust the pitching depth maybe a little bit more than I'd like to. But a rotation of Carlos Martinez, Miles Michaelis, Jack Flaherty, uh, Michael Waka, and then you've got Alex Reyes coming back. Wainwright's going to be in that mix. Who I expect, I expect probably more out of Wainwright than a lot of fans are going to going to be doing. But uh, you know, Dakota Hudson. You saw the names down the list last year that had to be used, and they held it together for a while. Now you had a full five people go down from the starting pitching staff that uh, missed major portions of the season that you thought were going to be able to contribute for you. Hopefully, it's not as bad as that, and that's why I've I've argued for Patrick Corbin and I've, I've made cases for 
uh, and we'll continue to make cases for trades for some of the big names like Carrasco that are out on the market. Um, but I think with the, the the money that you'd be taking on in those two guys offensively, your lineup would be set, and you'd have uh, the starting pitching staff to feel pretty good about things, and you wouldn't have to rely on the trade market uh, quite as quite as much. And so I would be going pretty heavy on the offense, be kind of sticking to my guns on what I have uh, p- pitching-wise, and, you know, be relying on some of the in-house candidates like, you know, Jordan Hicks would end up being your closer. I think you would still need to sign one guy um, from from the free agency. And I'd be looking at Kelvin Herrera, I think, would be maybe the name I would target for a couple of years. Um, but really, it's about value at that point because you're you're running out of running out of room to spend money. Um, um, and so you, you'd have to be uh, a little bit willing to kind of take whichever reliever falls into your price range, which... Um, I think might be what the Cardinals end up doing anyway. Now, the, the long-winded explanation about Donaldson: if I can't get Donaldson, say some team wants to give him four million or four years and eighty million. So, what's your I'm choke point on Donaldson? To... What's your choke point? I'm like, if you're like, if you're going to add him, where where are you where are you okay. comfortable giving him? Like, what's your contract for him on the sure. max end? So it's all relative. It's all relative to what happens with Harper. But I'm trying to be realistic in knowing that I well, can't. Well, you've given spend Harper four hundred million. Bridge. You've given him four hundred right. million. Okay. So now, what are you going to give Donaldson to come here? So if I've done that with Harper, and I'm assuming that the AAV is thirty-five to forty million, if it's a ten to twelve-year deal, um, you're looking at. Uh, I can't give Donaldson. I don't think. I certainly cannot give him more than twenty million a year, and it might be, might even be closer to to fifteen. If I've already got Harper in the bag, which the way I would set this up, I would do that. I would I would prioritize him first offensively. Um, and if I don't get him, I've got to definitely reevaluate. But if I do, then I, I can go a little bit of a different direction. I'm going to have to just really hope that Donaldson falls into my lap. It, I'm going to say no more than $15 million per year, no more than two years on that contract. Now, if that doesn't happen and some team gives him more, then what I would do is I would look to the Mariners and try to find a way to get Kyle Seeger who would come at about $15 million a year for the next three years. But I would be trading Dexter Fowler in that, in that trade, kind of swapping these contracts. But I'd be willing to, what I would be willing to do uh, for the, the Mariners to make it worth their while is I'm going to have to give up a prospect up as high as ilk of potentially a Dakota Hudson uh, to, get that, to get that trade done. And then anybody below Dakota Hudson, uh, especially on the pitching side, I'm not that concerned about. Um, you know, I can give up one or two of those guys. I'm not trading Flaherty. I'm not trading Al Treas. Um, I'd have to think long and hard about Jordan Hicks, but it's not crazy. I have Hicks a little bit above Hudson, but not much. Uh, but I'd be willing to give up Hudson and Fowler to bring in Kyle Seeger, who I think can improve off of what he did last year. His OPS plus was 86, so 14% below league average. That's not good, but still 22 home runs, still 78 RBIs. Um, and I think he can improve on those numbers a little bit. And that would be kind of the backup plan. If I can't end up getting Donaldson and Harper and paying them both money, I can alleviate some of the payroll concerns by going the route of Kyle Seeger and flipping a similarly valued contract in Dexter Fowler to do it. I'm giving up a prospect at that point, though I have a little bit more money and so I can, can be more willing to spend in the reliever market uh, if I need to do so. Okay, um, are you moving anybody else, releasing anybody, doing anything like that? <clears throat> I, I, I'm going to go into the season, and that's, this probably won't be popular or win me any votes, but because my plan doesn't involve really hitting the reliever market hard, 
uh, with financial resources. I'm going to go into the season giving a guy like Brett Cecil one last chance because I'm already paying him. Um, but by, I mean, in that situation, I'm looking at April and May. And if we see more of the same from Brett Cecil, you don't let it go into June. You don't let it go into July. You cut him. I, I'd have no issue cutting now as it is. But the problem with that is if I'm already spending on Harbor and I'm spending on Donaldson, ideally, I, I'm not going to have a lot of money to spend on, on relievers because realistically, that's just not going to be the case. And so I'm going to going to kind of the money that's already tied up in some of these guys like uh, 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 Brett Cecil and like a Luke Gregerson, I'm just going to have to kind of roll the dice a little bit and hope I get more out of a Dominic Leone uh, in, in some of those ways. So I'm, as far as the relievers, I'm not looking to kind of outright release anybody because you're the way I view it is you're already paying them. Fowler would be the one name. You've already signed Bryce Harper. So uh, in that case, you really don't have any reason to keep Fowler. Um, you know, as it is, you're not excited about him maybe being your everyday right fielder. And so, in, in that situation, I would I would look to flip him uh, in, a, in a trade for Kyle Seager, recognizing that I'm getting the better player than the Mariners are getting, and so I'm going to have to be willing to give prospects to make that happen. Okay, so <clears throat> the gist of your deal is you've signed Harper, um, you've made an offer to Donaldson. Um, and not, I, I cannot probably go to the financial uh, limitations of what it's going to take to get him. I, I recognize that, so I pivot. Uh, most likely, I have to pivot to Kyle Seager, which isn't so bad because I think you can. Uh, you're losing a, a good prospect or two, but you're able to kind of put the the Fowler situation behind you uh, with you having Harper in the fold. That's probably the best for everybody. Okay, you've uh, you've added. You're going to add a guy similar to a, a, Kel, a Kelvin Herrera type. Uh, well, Kelvin Herrera is who you like, and I like him too. Somebody on somebody on two year deal. I'm not paying more than okay. a two year deal, uh, and say you know. Two years and twenty million total is probably going to have to be uh, my limit, and my preference would be to again wait out that market, and you kind of have to identify um, when it's January, and you're looking at who's out there still. Um, you know, you have to uh, take a couple of stabs at this year's Bud Norris and, and pay a couple of guys. You know, you're 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 doing bargain bin, but that's because of what you've done with the offense already. I think that gets the Cardinals in a good spot. Okay, um, I would. I'm going to say. Uh... Again, it's not for me to poo-poo whether or not I think Josh Donaldson would take your offer. Um, we basically have what you're willing to do. So um, that's, you know, I mean, obviously I think that's the type of – I agree with you. I think he'll get some offers like that. Uh, uh, you're going to go a different route on the trade with the Mariners. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Everything looks I, – I think everything you've uh, proposed here is realistic. And let me correct myself real quick. Looking up Kyle Seager, it's going to be uh, nineteen and a half million for two years, and then eighteen and a half for twenty twenty one. So uh, a little bit more money, kind of where I would would say, you know, outside of this fantasy with Bryce Harper, uh, talking about this being the plan and that being first, that's kind of what I'd be willing to do for a Donaldson contract. If you don't get Harper, something in that three year range, a little below sixty million, maybe you even go a little bit above that. But the key with, with Seager would be you're moving the Fowler money as well. Okay. So um, you can still afford it. Fairly realistic, I would say. Uh, last question for you as GM for the day. Um, you get to do anything else you want to do. Um, you know, you can, like I said, you can add Jungle Juice Day to the park uh, with uh, Four loco and the worst bourbon in the world mixed together. Which, and, which sounds like an absolute disaster, but I'm not yeah. surprised 
uh, if I had to guess, that that would be uh, Kyle's suggestion. Yes, that was Kyle's suggestion earlier in the then show. Analytic, yeah, not a, not then, a surprise. And then analytics night at the park for for Mo's. Um, okay. Um, you know, you can add something to concession stand. You can do a theme night. You can, you know, you can you can put a home run sculpture in left center. You can do anything you want. You can put up. A, you can sign a, a franchise to come over to Ballpark Village. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Here's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to take a little bit of a page out of the Yankees' playbook, except for in reverse. I don't know if you saw this yet, but did you get a look at John Brebbia and the the, the beard he's sporting in the uh, the Japan series going on right now? It's interesting to say the least. I would, you know, the Yankees they make everybody shave their their facial hair. Yes, I would instead mandate, and you'd have to kind of grow it into this. I'd mandate that at the start of the season, everybody's everybody's growing a beard and then at a certain point when everybody's able to uh kind of kind of put their facial hair into that position we all do the brevia which is it's like a reverse horns or whatever i've never seen anything like it but i would i would mandate that that would be a uh a theme night at the ballpark where the players for just you know for one game because i can't imagine living with that um on my face that would be uh that, i think that would be that would be what i would implement i would force the players uh, for one game to all sport uh, the insane beard that Brevia so, has. So I think MLB or Cut4 tweeted it out if you haven't seen it. Go so it's beard check night. That out. You're going to have beard night. Beard night. Beard night, but specifically I want it to be all John Brevia, exactly what he's got going on right now in the Japan series because it's hilarious. Uh, and when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's totally John Brevia. Nothing about this is surprising. Okay, well, um, you have your plan. You are plan number three. Um, even though I'm going to make you stay on the line and and be the real the real the realistic monitor for my plan, um, so that you can promote your own plan, you can do it however you want. I think people know you're pretty active on social media. You also write a column. I would probably expect you to write a column selling your your plan on on bow ties and bullshit. But uh, I know you do some Periscope. So anything you want to share with our listeners where they can follow you, um, as you'll have a week to campaign this out, and then next Wednesday. Uh, we'll we'll have a winner, and that winner will receive something from our friends at Adam Smokehouse. Like I said, for you, we'll either have to save it for when you come in town, or I'm assuming we could probably mail you something. So um, I'll be and I'll be in town pretty soon, so that'll okay, be no uh, no issue. Yeah. All right, perfect. So tell our listeners how they can follow you. Anything I I do or uh, write or podcast explaining kind of my uh, more into my campaigning will be definitely on Twitter. Uh, so you can just follow me there at bshafer12. B-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R-1-2 on Twitter. All right. Sounds good. All right. So you get to play. You get to put your moderator hat on for me. I am plan, All right. Let's do it. I am plan number four. All right. Now, um, because I'm GM for a day and we have to keep it realistic, uh, I, too, am going to sign Bryce Harper. Um, That's a good idea. I like it so far. Okay. I like it. Um, <laughs> I, I do not see the Cardinals going to $400 million, um, and I'm not going to either. I'm going to cap mine at $375 million. Okay. Even though I personally – see, I, I'm being more responsible with my Mo hat on because I've said you give him what it takes. It costs what it costs. You've got the money. But we have other things to do, right? So uh, my choke point is 375 and i got to tell you, I, I, I have a hard time believing that he's going to get more than that. So I'm okay. going to gamble. Uh, I'm a gambler by nature, um, as the man says in the movie, um, and uh, I'll, that's my that's my that's my thing. Um, I am right now talking to Boris, going, "Look, we'll we'll do this thing right now for ten for three fifty. It's on the table right now. If he signs it, he can have it." 
So I think their choke. I think my choke point is three seventy five. Um, on the play, uh, probably like most people, um, I am then shot. I, I am, and, and let me say this: I have been shopping Dexter Fowler for a while now. Um, Dexter Fowler uh, is going to have a conversation with me, and I'm going to make sure he understands that Bryce Harper or no Bryce Harper, he is not playing for us next year. He will be a bench player. Wow, um, not playing. I don't have because I do not have, I don't have that to give. Um, I'm not saying that whoever I replace you with, other than Bryce Harper, if it's an in-house, if it is Tyler O'Neill, okay, um, I'm not saying that he couldn't absolutely suck and then you will get an opportunity to get back in here and play. But the reality of it is I cannot go in the next year with you as my everyday right fielder. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Um, If you want to, you know, we signed you. You want to sit on the bench and earn your money? Um, and do whatever. That's fine. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to ask you for uh, I'm going to ask you for some teams that you would accept a trade to if we can work something out. Um, and then we will try our best to make a trade with any of those teams. If I can't get anything done with them, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you to expand that list. So I'm going to tr- I'm going to move him. I'm going to move him. Um, I do think in any trade that you make, um, this is going to be an addition by subtraction trade for me. So I am going to add a prospect. Um, I think the guy you've got to move with him, um, you're going to have to move a Carson Kelly. I think this would be a great – I think after everything that's happened, if Carson Kelly is the tool to get Fowler out of here, I think that's a a win. I think after everything that's went on, I think after we have seen – and I'm sorry, I don't mean this to be be mean. I don't think Carson Kelly's near as good as we were sold him to be. I think he's a 4A player. I think he can be a really good defensive catcher in the league once he gets some experience. To me personally, I don't think he can hit at the big league level consistently, and he's not as good defensively as as we were sold. I'm sorry, he's just not. Um, That being said, um, uh, I think that there's organizations that are dying for catching. I think it's a really tough position. And I think um, he also – intrigues people enough to say, look, I mean, it isn't, you know, I think people always say, well, you know, Fowler needs to get out of there. He'll be better here. Uh, They're going to eat a bunch of money and we're going to get Kelly. I mean, we're in a situation where we got to do something too. Um, You know what? Let's, let's, let's give them something back. Not much, but yeah, we'll take this on as long as they're willing to eat half of Fowler's contract and we get Kelly. Uh, We may even have to throw in a a young pitcher. Um, You know, it, if it was John Gant, I would do it. I, I can tell you that I think the number one thing that I would do is I would get Fowler out of here. Um, it may cost me, but what I do have is a, a, a again I have a catcher that I don't believe in that that uh, has still has some value I think only because of the state of the game and the catching position. And I've got a bunch of young pitchers, and um, I think I can move John Gant uh, in a deal. And, and do addition by subtraction. So that's what I'm going to do, um, and he's out. Uh, I don't even care what I get back. I really don't. That is a pure Okay, so it's more about just moving Fowler out. He's out. And you're saying you're willing to do that for you're going you're gonna to eat 25 of the 50 million or yeah, there are uh, well, 50 million? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that amount goes down with uh, the prospects that I give, but, uh, you know, obviously the conversation starts with, hey, guys, I'm – 
I'm going to move Fowler. I really don't want anything back. I'm going to eat half the contract. Well, that's not, you know, well, hey, what if I add Kelly in? You know, maybe then I'll eat 25% of the contract. Um, and then if I have to add another player to get the 25% one done, I do it. So it's addition by subtraction for me. Um, he gone. Um, I've signed Harper. He's my new right fielder. So I'm covered in the outfield. I've got, uh, I've got those three guys uh, starting. I've got Tyler O'Neill as my fourth outfielder. Um, he is my insurance policy for, uh, to be quite frank. Really, any of them. He, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, God forbid something happened to Harper, but Harper's going to play no matter what happens. Um, he's right. my insurance policy if we have an awful regression from, Her from Bader. He's my insurance policy, realistically, if things work out and I don't want to spend the money on Ozuna one way or the other. Um, he is that future future player there as well. So I think that's a given. Um, I am going to move uh, the following guys off of this team. Uh, I, I will go ahead and say that now. I, I want to get rid of Jed Jerko. Um, I want to, uh, to, to trade him. Uh, I'm not going to move Jose Martinez as easy as other people are, uh, and here's the reason why. I don't believe he has the trade value that everybody thinks he does. I think everybody. I kind of agree with you. I, That's another yeah. thing that I just didn't see. I didn't. I don't see what you're going to get, and he's he's a free bench player basically that is going to that can do some different things at the plate. I I'm kind of with you on that. Well, I think a he's shown that he can hit off the bench a little bit. Um, Definitely, he he can play first base. Um, he can play outfield in a pinch. I, I didn't say he could play either one of them well, but what he can do is he can hit. Um, what he doesn't do that everybody thinks he does is he's not a power hitter. Um, I'm sorry, but American League teams are not craving, and I understand hitting 300 is really hard at the big league level. They're not craving 300 hitters that hit 15 home runs at the big league level to be their DH. They would rather have a guy that hits 250 and hits 35 home runs as their DH. That's just the reality that we're in here, folks. Uh, it's kind of crazy that Jose Martinez spent ten years in the minors, and then when he got here, he's playing in the wrong era. Well, you know, yeah. I, so yeah, so think about it. I, you know, everybody says, "Well, I can't believe I can't believe," and it's like, listen, I, team, no American League team, guys, and this one must say, they're not sitting there going, "Man, we got our DH problem solved. We got a guy down there hitting three hundred with no power." Nobody's interested in that. They're just not, and. There's a reason why he hits 15 home runs, 18, whatever it is. Um, I, there just is. There's a, you, you can't ignore that. There's a reason why Jordan Hicks doesn't strike anybody out right now. There's a reason. Okay, He's going to have to make an adjustment to add more strikeouts. There's a, that, that's a hot topic right now. Jose Martinez would have to make a major adjustment to hit more home runs. I'm not saying he couldn't do it. Would that then alter his batting average and make him – I don't know. The, does the salary mean something? Sure, it does. I, I, I get that, but but who's that attractive to? Who gives a shit about the money? The teams that aren't very good to begin with. Well, what do they want? Right. What do they want? Right. So, that being said, I, I'm going to keep him because I think he's worth more to me to just put on the bench. Um, yes. Tough when tough when tough sure. lefties are pitching. I can I can now sit carp. Um, you know, I can get him. I I can if I have to do something. I can't. I. Like I said, he's an insurance policy for me that I don't think you just give away. Now, if somebody wants to overwhelm me, I'll take it. But he's not on my order of business. Jed Jerko is. Based, I think on, your, based on your expectations for what you can get for him, I think that's fair, and I, I kind of am with you on that. And I think another thing, too, 
is you might have a manager in there now who you kind of believe in to be able to utilize all the all the assets to you know where they belong. I think that might play into it a little bit as well. So on my list of guys that I'm moving and you know and like it's it's happening almost Moneyball esque when Brad Pitt was like this that's it I'm I'm gonna I'm getting this done I, I'm gonna find a home for Jed Jerko Carson Kelly and Luke Weaver um, and those are all guys that at some some way or another were part of the big league roster last year um, John Gant is a guy. Uh, Ponce de Leon is a guy. Austin Gomber is a guy. Uh, all these guys are players that I would move in the right deal for what I'm about to say as well. So in some way, shape, or form, I'm moving those guys. Jerko, to me, has a little bit of value. I don't know that he has as much as people think he does. Um, I think his contract is is okay. Um, but I'm going to move him, and I'm going to try to find uh, what I can do with him. Uh, my trade targets – uh, using any of this, any of those types of players that I mentioned, uh, I want Will Smith from the Giants. Um, if I have to pivot to Tony Watson, I will. Um, he he is probably the easier get from them, being that he has one year left. He's not Will Smith, but um, I'm calling the Giants, and I'm going to find out what it takes. I have a hard time believing that uh, I have a hard time believing they wouldn't be interested in Luke Weaver. Uh, for those guys, uh, it would shock me to be quite frank if they were not interested. You in think Luke they Weaver. still believe in him enough to to kind of take a chance and say, "Hey, we have this reliever only for a year. We're going to give him up." For Absolutely, this guy I, who I okay. think I think they would trade him for Tony Watson in a heartbeat. I'm not 100 percent sure about Will Smith, but I think they would. I I just think that's the way this thing is is shaping up. Um, and, and again, I think we might have to get creative, but I'm going to do that. Uh, I love Josh Donaldson. I love him. Um, I would love to have him. I'm not quite sure I can get him. Um, I, I want him. And the problem is is that I don't know that I can give him what he's going to want. I understand that he wants to get paid. I understand that he believes in himself. But as much as I love the guy, I, I mean, uh, he is who he is. Okay? He has a calf injury, folks. I read. I, I don't understand where somebody told me the other day this isn't a lingering type issue. What do you mean it's not lingering? It's been lingering for two years. It's gonna. It's gonna raise its ugly head again. It's what happens. Okay. This isn't an injury. I, this isn't an injury like you get hit by a pitch. Okay. This is a nagging type injury. Ask Adrian Beltre if this is a nagging injury. Okay. He misses time all the time because of leg issues, guys. This is what it is. I can't give him what he wants. Um, I liked your plan. If he falls into my lap, that's fine. I think the more realistic thing here is Gene Segura, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, Ooh, okay. I look at the St. Louis Cardinals, and I say, oh, okay, I've added Harper. Yeah, um, I, I've added him. I like him. Um, I've got my lineup. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my lineup, and what is the one thing I'm lacking? Uh, the one thing I'm lacking, I, I now have my number three hitter in Harper. I've got a, a proven number four hitter in Ozuna. Um, I'm going to have to develop one because if Ozuna doesn't resign here or, or something doesn't work out there, I mean, I'll deal with that later. Uh, that being said, how do I address this issue? Because the one thing I really am lacking is a number two hitter. And I want to say this. A lot of people, I saw somebody say, well, look at Matt Carpenter's stats and look at Bryce Harper's stats, and you want to give $400 million. Well, let me tell you what Bryce Harper can do that Matt Carpenter has proven he can't do, and that's bat third. 
That is the number one issue that this St. Louis Cardinals team ha- has is a number three hitter. The number two- would the Cardinals bat him third? I hate yes. to interrupt you like that, but I would yes. wonder if they wouldn't stick him second. I would prefer him to bat third. I know a lot of the sabermetric stuff would tell you your best hitter should bat second. In this lineup with what they've got, I would also prefer him to bat third, just kind of throwing that out there. Um, so I'm agreeing with him, but just well, I just wanted to kind of ask what we thought about that. Well, I will tell you this, that your number two hitter is playing shortstop for the Seattle Mariners. So uh, actually he should probably be your leadoff hitter. Um, but if Carp wants to hit f- first, that's fine. I would ask him to hit second, but um, that's what I would do. People go, oh, here we go. I've always again. thought he should hit second. That's, I've always thought Carpenter should hit second. They try him at first or third, but they very rarely give him long run batting second. That would still be my preference as well. If I traded for Segura, I would bat Matt Carpenter second. I would lead him off. He's in the right side of the batter's box. I think Segura would have a field day running um, out of the leadoff spot. Uh, as, Mo's, as Mo Algorithm uh, uh, eloquently said last week, I, why do you not like Gene Segura? He bats 300 and doesn't strike out. Uh, he's a better shortstop than his – I mean, he is an example of I don't, I don't I just don't buy into defensive metrics 100%. I think they, they give you they, – they, they'll give you a caution, like, hey, something's going on here, and then you go watch it and you go, hey, I don't see what the problem is here. Um, so that's what I, I believe Segura – he reminds me of Lorenzo Kane. He's he he can find a way to help you win baseball games with his speed. He's a good player. He's a t- he's a heady. You know, he's just he's a guy that knows how to help you win a baseball game. I like him. Um, that's my guy. I'm going to use some combination of all these young players that I've mentioned: Carson Kelly, Luke Weaver, John Gant, Austin Gomber, Ponce de Leon, um, even Dakota Hudson to some degree. Uh, I'm going to use a combination of those young players to get that deal done. So in a combination of all those players, and I don't know if Jed Jerko gets into this as well, um, but a combination of all those players to bring in Segura, to bring in my left-hander from San Francisco, I'm going to sign Bryce Harper. Uh, The last thing I'm going to say is this on on all these moves. Um, uh, I I have to have a right-hander. I know it hasn't been a, a big push from anybody here, I cannot go into next season, and I love and I like Jordan Hicks a lot, and I know we've talked a lot about Ryan Helsley being uh, what they would call ready to go. Um, there is no way the St. Louis Cardinals can go into next season without a guy that has pitched in the ninth inning with any type of success. There's no way, zero. You can't do it. Okay, so for me, uh, that my two realistic trade targets are Familia or Robertson. Um, the Robertson one is obvious. I think he's going to cost you less. Um, I think the ask is less. He's a, he's an older guy. He's filled both roles. He's pitched in the eighth. He's pitched in the seventh. He's pitched in the ninth. Um, it's not going to it's not going to fall on him, and it's going to break his back. Uh, I think that gives you a lot of flexibility based off what you really do get from Jordan Hicks and what you get from Ryan Helsley. So I like Robertson a lot. The name I really like is Familia, another guy that has pitched in both roles. I think he's come back. He's bounced back healthy. I think we got some clarification on his domestic violence thing that there just wasn't anything there, um, and uh, with his dismissed case. So, that being said, uh, I'm going to sign one of those two guys too. Uh, I think we have to do it. That's also why I can't give Donaldson the money that I think he's going to want because you cannot not have a right-handed hitter. So, or, I mean, a right-handed pitcher at the back end of the bullpen. So that's my play. Um, lastly said, a couple of things. Um, I'm going to say this. 
uh, they've jumped the gun on me on the thing that I would do. Uh, I think, I mean, we don't have clarification on this. There is no doubt. I think the Saturday jerseys in true, uh, in true business form have run their course. Uh, it's time now for a third Jersey. Um, just sheerly from, for apparel sales. Um, and, and just, you know, Hey, we're doing something different. I firmly believe that that is what's going to happen is they're bringing back the blue jerseys. It's what I would do. The blue uniforms, the powder blue. I think we're going to see so much powder blue at the stadium this year that it's going to make us want to gag, but I love it. Um, I think I love it because it takes me back to the eighties when I was in my, you know, when I was 13, 14, 15, uh, when the Cardinals were, were, were rising to prominence in baseball with Whitey Ball, it, it, and I'm excited about it. So I would make sure, if, if that's not what's happening, I would make it happen. Um, I would ride along for the, for the ride. So that's what I would do is the Saturday jerseys would be powder blue. Um, or maybe I'd make it Sunday. I don't know. Something to just really get everybody on board. with, with or, or maybe I'd make it my weekend jersey. I don't know. But I would get the powder blues going. I think that everybody loves it. I think the apparel that you see with it does really well. And it's just a good business decision, I think, for baseball. So the third jersey. So that's what I would do. And that's my plan. Okay. So it's a lot to take in. The, off the top of my head, in the, in the realism department, where I see a potential issue is just some of the names that you're mentioning being willing to trade to make all this happen. I don't know if there's enough there to do it all. You mentioned the the Fowler trade. Talking about, I think Kelly and Gant is plausible, but I still think you're eating at least half that contract, even offering those two guys. I just, I think Fowler's value is so nobody would want to touch him without getting some pieces back. And I think there's a couple of reasons that uh, you, you a team would be willing to take on. You know, Gant jumps into a rotation right away, and for a, a lesser team, uh, you know, a team that would be in a position of saying taking a flyer on a Fowler. Um, I think that he makes sense and same for some, some catching star teams with, with Kelly. But that's two of those names. And then you, you threw the out Mariners some of the Mariners did just trade their catcher. They, yeah, I, I could see the Mariners needing a catcher. I could see the, the, the Diamondbacks needing a catcher. There are teams out there uh, that would fit in a potential Fowler swap where Kelly would make sense. Uh, but then some of those other pitchers, like the Postilions and the, the Gombers, guys that I really don't think had any value before this past season, and then maybe they built some up. Uh, you you could definitely go in, in, in trading those. I think Segura, though, I don't know. Seattle is crazy. DePoto will do anything. And so, uh, you know, maybe he just wants, wants to shake things up. I, I think maybe you're going to need more to get him specifically, especially if you already put one or two of those guys toward a, uh, a Dexter Fowler removal uh, to where I, I think Hudson not only is on the table, I think he would for sure be gone. Um, and, and then maybe some other names that you'd be uncomfortable uh, but then I'm looking at the prospect list, and I'm not really sure who you who you even have that you could because I think no Cardinal fan right now wants to trade Reyes or Flaherty. I think those are guys I don't. That, that people I don't. that that and for good reason people want them to stick around. Those guys so, are my gee, choke point. Flaherty, yeah, I can't trade Flaherty, fair. Reyes, Helsley, or Hicks. Those are my four guys. Those are my four young players that I'm not trading. And I think you'd almost I think Helsley and Hicks might have to be on the table to get get the names done. I could be wrong, but that's just kind of what strikes me off the top. My other thing was a, was a question basically diving into why the, um, the, the desire to unload Jed Jerko. Is it because you think he has value can help you in this spot and you just won't need him? Or is it 
is it something to not like about his game? I don't. Well, a I if I don't need him anymore, and he costs right. money, and I, I I'm I am over him. I he he listen. This is a personal opinion. He is who he is. He's a career two forty something hitter. Career two forty something hitters that sometimes play well do just that. They play well, and then everybody wants them to play. And then when they play every day, they're not very good. Um, has he had flashes? Sure, he has. I, it is time to put Paul DeYoung at third, put Segura at short, and go from there. Now I know people are going to tell me, "Well, Paul DeYoung's defensive metrics," and, and I'm like, "Okay, that's fine. You can it's tell me. Stat, sure. You can tell me whatever you want to tell me. That's fine." Watch Gene Segura play shortstop. Watch Paul DeYoung play shortstop. One moves athletically like a shortstop. One looks like a third baseman playing shortstop. And I have said a hundred times over, Paul DeYoung has outperformed the position compared to my expectations. Um, would I be – listen, if you told me that I was going to make a bunch of moves and in the end Paul DeYoung was going to stay at short, I, I, I'm not unhappy about that. But if I have the opportunity to get a Segura – who really, I'm sorry, really changes my lineup, uh, I'm going to move DeYoung to third. I, I just am. Um, you know, I, I have Yaro Munoz, who I like a lot. I think his, I think he had some issues playing second base last year. I, you know, yeah. I, 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 I believe in Yaro Munoz. I, I think he'll be better defensively. I don't, I, there, that one doesn't look right to me. I think he's better than, than what we saw there. I, He'll have a year under his belt. I like him. I think he fills the role that Jerko filled. And let's face it, for a whole lot less money. Uh, I just think he's got to go because I think you can't have all this stuff. I mean, you got to make moves. you got to do things. And and like I said, ultimately this is what I want to do. I'm not saying sure. man, I want to do it. So that, that's that's where I'm at in my plan. And I want to say this. I said this to Mo, and, and I think he agreed with me, and I'm going to end with this and I'll let you give your thoughts. It blows me away that we are not interested, anybody, in Manny Machado anymore. I mean, this thing here, it's funny. I have saw people say, well, Bryce Harper's this, and he doesn't do this and doesn't do that. Have you ever watched Bryce Harper slice a line drive into left center and, and take second base? It happens all the time, all the time. I, I mean, he has turned singles into doubles all the time. I've seen him score from second on balls. That I've seen him hustle, run, dive. And and because and this is what kills me because one time a guy doesn't hustle out of play, we automatically label him as oh he doesn't hustle, okay? Let me tell you something about Manny Machado. I've watched him play a ton. I've watched him hustle a ton. I watched him hustle in the World Series. I watched him hustle in the playoffs. Okay, did he make a mistake on a ball that he thought he hit out? Sure. Go ask any player that hits home runs if they've ever thought they hit one, and got caught watching it. Most of them are going to tell you they have at some juncture in their life. Now, did he bring some of this on himself? Sure he did. Absolutely he did. But it, it, it just, it's almost like me saying, you know what? I'm not interested in dating Kate Upton because she's goofy. It's Kate Upton. <laughs> okay? Sophia Vergara. It, I, I, you know, I'm not interested. You know, I, I'm just not interested. It's something. I, come on, people. This is as superficial as it gets. You're talking about a baseball team. We're already talk, we're talking about the most unrealistic thing in the world. We're talking about guys, the the 0.001% of guys that can do things that nobody else in the world can do, getting paid astronomical amounts of money to do it. And in the end, the job is to win. 
And the fact that the Cardinals, like, that we're sitting here and to be realistic are going to move this guy and do this and do that and get to da 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 The fact that we have to dance around the fact that the simplest solution here is to sign Manny Machado and put him at third base is crazy to me. It's crazy. Because you, me, Kyle, Moe, we're jumping through these hoops to get Bryce Harper in a Cardinal uniform. The biggest hoop to get Bryce Harper in a Cardinal uniform I know that it's the money. I, I understand that Mo has to go, holy cow, okay, I'm going to do this. But the biggest issue isn't that. The biggest issue is what the hell do I do with Dexter Fowler? Well, guess what? If you sign Manny Machado and you can't get anybody to take Fowler and you have to use your prospects to do the other things I said I wanted to do, get relievers, do whatever, right? The bottom line is this. If you have to do that, at least in the outfield, you have Tyler O'Neill to back up if Fowler can't do the job and doesn't, quote-unquote, rebound like some people think he's going to do just because Mike Matheny's not in the dugout. I mean, I, 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 I don't – I just can't – I can't fathom that. So it just blows me away that people don't – I just – I don't know. I, I've played a lot of – played a lot of – I just – I don't understand it. I, I, he's – it's crazy. I don't know if I, – I, I get what you mean, and I don't know if this kind of general sense over the fan base of not being interested in Machado is derived from, you know, the, the hustle stuff and the comments or the, the dirty play or whatever, or if it's more – for me, ju- just not talking about him, and even in my polls and stuff like that, I'm not even putting him out as an option. For me, it's more about the fact that I just – I think I've bought into, okay, you know, all the reports that say the Cardinals aren't even considering him. He's not even a – not even an interest of theirs, whether that's right or wrong, we can debate that. But in the end, I think there's a 2% chance that the Cardinals sign Bryce Harper. I think there's a 0% chance they sign Machado. So I just don't even waste any energy on it these days because I just, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm in that case, I'm believing what I'm being told by, by reports that, yeah, that Mosellac just, they're, they're just not interested in it. Whether that's right or wrong, we could, could, spend energy on but i i think it is just the fact that they're just not going to do it they just don't have interest in him and that's kind of why he's faded maybe into the background a little bit for the even even in the fantasy discussions that we have just because where this other fantasy stuff has a one percent or a two percent chance of happening i really do think machado just it's just not happening so i just don't even consider it yeah no i i'm the same way i, I just like i said i <laughs> It just amazes me. Now, why me. they won't consider him? That's that's a fair criticism, certainly. Well, and, and seriously, it's just it it just kills me that we have this need. It's this to be quite frank. It's the simpler solution. It really is. I I hate to say this because I love Harper and and I've really kind of let I really let Mo change my opinion on Harper versus Machado. I also tried to just like you and being realistic about it and saying. They're just not going to do it, and and you know I, it just feels. Plus, I'm also looking at it going. This just screams Yankees, right? I mean, if it's ever if anything's ever felt Yankee-ish, Machado to the Yankees is Yankee-ish. I mean, it just the the the, the Didi Gregorius thing kind of put the bow on it for me. So you know, no pun intended, the bow tie on it. Um, so it's just it's it's just too simple. So. I, it, I guess for me, I'm really kind of more like the whole "we don't want him." We're not interested. Not interested. You know, <laughs> it's it's just like 
I, you can look back at so many great players and the things that, that they did or didn't do or the rap they got or the, the things and, and just go, oh, okay. I I don't know. I Maybe I'm just too forgiving. Who knows? <laughs> Um, no, I think it's I think it's fair. I think it's uh you know I, the fan base thinking that he wouldn't make sense or be a fit, um you know that's kind of bizarre. But I think maybe just like the rest of us, it's all just kind of a general sense of, well, for whatever reason, the Cardinals have decided they're not even going to to check in, pursue in, in any capacity. And we could be wrong about that, but that that seems to be the sense. And so because of that, I think people are just kind of looking at the options that might be more uh, more plausible, even in even if they aren't, you know, we think they're more plausible. So we, we kind of orient our conversations around those options. Well, I think these are all four good plans. Um, like I said, this could be a popularity contest. I hope uh, what I do know is, is I, I think we have quite a few, uh, quite a few listeners. I know from the numbers that are enjoying what this show is. And that's guys giving opinions with some real meat behind it, not just willy nilly. This is what I would do. Um, you know, I'm probably the most willy nilly of this is what it looks like to me. Um, you can tell me all the numbers and everything, but this is this looks like a team that can go win a division to me. Uh, now, I, my, I, I would say the numbers, if I put my team on paper, people would probably like them as well. But that being said, I think people are going to get a, uh, a good sense of what our plans are. Um, we're going to have some fun with this. Uh, it's, we're going to go a week on a poll. So you guys are probably going to see – and, again, guys can get as creative as they want. I mean, I know, uh, unfortunately, Kyle is dealing with so much stuff. Um, I don't know how much time he'll have to campaign for his plan. Um, but let, Kyle's a popular guy and has other things going on. I'm sure he'll, he'll do his own campaigning when he can. Um, obviously, I will. Um, I like to win. Uh, Mo's algorithm uh, gets involved, and I know you do things as well. So I will be curious to see um, – what the fans think of our plans, uh, the feedback that we get on the social media posts and things like that. Keep them coming, guys. Like to hear what you'd have to say, too. I know Brendan probably would as well. So, uh, Definitely. Brendan, Definitely. Um, I'm going to let you get out of here. Tell our listeners one last time where they can follow you since it's been a while since they heard you. Absolutely. It's on Twitter at bshafer12, and uh, my stories are always at kmov.com. All right, my friend. Well, thank you for, uh, for, for keeping me in reality check. I look forward to seeing how your uh, how yours do. We'll 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 let the show breathe for a day, and I'll put the poll up tomorrow, and um, maybe we'll come up with some fun graphics for it or something. But um, we'll have some fun with this, and we'll see who's uh, who's plan ranks next week. Hey man, that sounds good to me. And hey, before I get out of here too, I wanted to mention that uh, the Baseball STL app is an app you can download on your phone. All my stories go there as well. And uh, during uh, the the season, of course, you can get all your game updates there. Uh, also so consider downloading that at the uh, wherever you download your apps as well all right good stuff um i you know I, i'm just going to throw this out there as a possibility i'm probably going to reach out to all three guys and see if we can do if guys have maybe a little more time maybe next week um for our you know maybe like a holiday edition uh, maybe we'll see if all four guys can, can can get on the phone together and we can look at all our plans and talk about the winner so maybe we can make that happen um hopefully i can and i will uh I'll plan on chatting with you then my friend all right. Sounds good to me. All right. That is Brendan Schaefer. You guys will be able to vote for his plan number three uh, on the poll that will come up tomorrow. Again, um, I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, lots to take in. Um, and, and what I want people to understand is, is some of this stuff unrealistic um, to the point of you considering, well, they're not going to do that. Well, well, sure. But we're the GM. This is what we would do. And when you look right at it, 
the St. Louis Cardinals have to figure out if they think that making one small move or one move here is enough. I'm not quite sure that it is. So I believe that there needs to be some things done. Um, would I be able to do it all? I don't know. Uh, maybe not, but I can tell you this. If I was GM for a day, I sure would try. Uh, love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Again, you can find us at twobirdsonabat.com. Hope you like our our uh, our Twitter handle, at Birds on a Bat Show. Find us on Facebook, Two Birds on a Bat. Like our Facebook page. Comment, like, and share the post, the pin post. Uh, special thanks to InnovativeCompanies.com for their continued support. Randy Green, my man. Uh, the construction team, heating and cooling team, the electric team, and, of course, the plumbing team, all under one umbrella over there at InnovativeCompanies.com. Uh, a name you can know and trust. Give them an opportunity, residential, commercial, industrial. Don't forget Patios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Uh, thanks to everybody for calling in on the m 4 yachtycom hotline. And, of course, our friends at Adam's Smokehouse who are going to make it possible uh, for us to share some barbecue uh, in a winning capacity with one of these contests. Don't forget they're on Watson Road. They are delivering. Call them and give them a, give them a shout. Find out if you're in that delivery area. And, of course, uh, open till 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays to the Gators Baseball Academy. Um, it's off season. There's a lot of camps going on, a lot of training classes, a lot of things going on. Um, guys, the, tremendous people involved in the program. They're doing a great job helping these kids get better, realize who they are, both as a baseball player and as a person. Their four-pillar system is second to none. Check out GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. Not just for Missouri anymore. They have now expanded over into the Illinois side. You guys can learn more about that. Again, by going to GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. Uh, to all of our Facebook partners, thank you for your continued support. Nate McHenry with RileySquirrel.com. Uh, please don't forget Cardinals Nation, Cardinals 24-7, the fastest-growing Facebook groups uh, with content, with podcasts, with, uh, with people. And uh, we talk a lot about good people. They've got them. Uh, my man Chris Lawless, Ron, Gino Crash, they just keep adding them. And, and there's more and more shows coming out of that group. And we love being uh, – we talk to them all the time about the reality of just being involved with them in, in so many different things and happy and proud to say that they're our friends and, and, and to be associated with what they do. More Facebook groups just like that. Uh, you know, Vicki and Linda do a great job with, uh, with fans of Yachty or Molina, and I am a Cardinal fan. Yes, I am. Two of the better groups out there for sure. Mick Light, Art City Media, thank you for your support. Uh, it means a lot to us when you share our stuff with your large group as well. Cardinal Freak, been with us since day one. Some of the great groups out there as well, St. Louis Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals Nation. Um, St. Louis Cardinals crew, I always bring up, is a great one. We get a ton, a ton, a ton of feedback out of that one as well. So, um, you know, if you're looking for it, that's where you go, and I know that you'll find it. For all of us here at Bowties and Bullshit, I will encourage you to vote. It's that time of year. The election's not over. You thought it was over. You're going to see more political posts from us when it comes to our plans than you've seen in the last month. So for everybody here at Bowties and Bullshit, we'll see you on the field.